Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's time. It's time. It's time for the hard-hitting analysis you won't find anywhere else. Here's former Super Bowl winning scout Brian Broaddus and Bobby Belt. 10-5 victory! Cowboys win! This is Love of the Love Star. Of the Star. Welcome to another edition of Love of the Star. I am Bobby Belt, Dallas Cowboys insider for 105.3 The Band, the radio flagship home of the Cowboys. Joined, as always, by Brian Broaddus, former Super Bowl winning NFL scout. Uh, you can now hear him on 105.3 The Fan in Dallas, 2 to 7 p.m., Monday through Friday, on the G-Bag Nation, where he's co-host. He's also the pre- and post-game host uh, of the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. And, uh, Brian, I know that you had a, a wild weekend of, of drinking and debauchery to celebrate your LSU Tigers and their victory over Alabama. And so you're just too hungover for us to record on Sunday. So here we are Monday night. With a clean slate, you've been able to get the IV and and the the vitamins and everything else, and now you're good, right? Yeah, just like the old Rolling Stones, you know, get the blood transfusion, and here we go. Uh, <laughs> no, actually, Robert, I man, the older you get, the harder it is to bounce back from colds and flu and stuff like that. And uh, man, Saturday it hit me big. It hit me really big. And so, uh, yeah, the last couple of days. Uh, I've been dealing with that. I didn't have a chance to go to work today, which is a rare thing for me. I'm usually a tough it out guy, but uh, my girlfriend, Tamara, she's like, listen, don't, don't be selfish. Don't go in there and get other people sick just because you're trying to prove a point. And she's absolutely right. So uh, yeah, I missed, uh, missed hanging out with my guys on DallasCowboys.com and I missed hanging out with my guys on 105.3 The Fan. Yes, yeah, very excited about the LSU's victory over Alabama terrified about playing Arkansas this week. I've seen dreams go to uh, Little Rock and Fayetteville before and die there. So, yeah, but uh, excited to have a Cowboys game back. Excited to have it uh, up against uh, one of my old teams. And I know yeah. Mike, Mike McCarthy's excited about that. too. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll get into that a little bit in the next segment. Mike McCarthy's return to Green Bay. He had a lot to say about that team uh, on Monday at his press conference. And, man, there's a lot to say about that That group right now it is it is not the norm to see a green bay packers team as well run as that organization has been for years to see them lose five in a row um just a a total meltdown early in the season here uh from the green bay packers but before we touch on that topic this segment we want to touch on the the big question that everybody's chatting about around the cowboys right now something that you and i have been discussing for it feels like about six weeks now is things we've said like hey go get involved 
go go you know throw your hat in the ring on this and that's the Odell Beckham sweepstakes uh you know we, we've talked about the LSU already we're, we're going to talk a little more about LSU here with Odell Beckham uh Sunday morning Ian Rappaport with the report that the Cowboys have been keeping tabs on Odell Beckham South. Here's the report from Ian Rappaport, followed by some Michael Irvin commentary. The top free agent out there, Odell Beckham Jr., likely to be healthy about early December. Was mid-November, now probably early December as he looks to sign with the team, not just now, but for the future. My understanding, along with colleague Mike Garofalo, is the Dallas Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys have Odell Beckham Jr. in their sight. They are among the teams that has checked in on his health, they try to trade for a speedy receiver right up to the trade deadline, perhaps the end of the season, landing Odell. Yeah, he's not a fit, though. That's that's right. He's just not a fit. I don't think he's a fit. Mm. How do you feel about that, Irv? Is he a fit? Is he really a fit, though? Is he a fit? You like that, Irv? <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. I don't know. X is an wise. Is he really a fit? trade or something this week with my brother. Okay, we say the same. What is that? That's what I. That's what we were saying to each other. That's the best I can give. Space Invaders with him? What was it? Odell and I. That's the best thing I can give you. I'm just telling you, man. I'm just saying. I was trying not to say anything about the Cowboys, but Ian want to bring this thing up. Ian, don't do what you got to do. Then let people do what they got to do around here. Quality trolling there from Rich Eyes and Steve Mariucci and everybody uh, getting under Irv's skin. They're trying to. That as Odell Beckham a fit for the Cowboys. Uh, but this has become enough of a question now, Brian, that during Mike McCarthy's media availability, he was asked about Odell Beckham. And because he's a free agent, there's no tampering involved, anything else, he did not immediately shut it down. I think there's two parts to that question. I mean, number one, you know, really, you know, we really love our receiver group and I, I really like the balance of, you know, the veterans, you know, versus the young guys. So, um, you know, I think we, you know, we got better, fo- you know, some better football with more opportunities in front of us. You know, but it just, you know, in, in, in particular to Odell, I mean, I've, I've always been a huge fan of his. Um, I know, I mean, from Ben McAdoo and, you know, I mean, Joe Witt, all the guys, you know, between that I've worked with in, in the in New York in New York Giants and, and the Cleveland Browns, uh, everybody has nothing but great things to say about him. Obviously, I've always been so impressed with his, you know, his football playing ability, but I've just heard so many excellent, excellent things about him over the years. So, you know, I, I think those are conversations for the future. Um, but, you know, you know, right now we're, we're focused on our guys. It's not a no, Brian. It's not a no. That's the start of recruiting right there, Bobby. That is the start of recruiting. That is a, that is a soundbite that Mike McCarthy knows very well is going to end up being heard around the world. And when it comes to Odell Beckham, and that's going to be the number one thing that these teams are going to have to do with Odell Beckham. You're going to have to recruit him. And there are going to be guys lining up and with these teams that need wide receivers or maybe need that, that extra boost at that uh, skill position to put their team over the top in the playoffs and maybe make a Super Bowl run. This guy's a Super Bowl champion. Uh, he's unfortunately he got hurt and you know is having to rehab but for for four games eight games whatever it takes whatever you have to use this guy for he could be a difference maker and Mike McCarthy played his cards very well today uh you know Jerry Jones an outstanding recruiter uh Dak Prescott outstanding recruiter he's going to be up against some likes of guys like uh like Vaughn Miller and in Buffalo, guys like that that are involved. And, you know, you, you look at what's the Cowboys. I think you can eliminate the Rams out of this. I don't think the Rams are going anywhere. I thought the Rams would be a team that that he would uh, go back to. But it just doesn't appear like uh, – and I could be wrong. It just doesn't appear like he's going to go where he feels like he has a chance to win. And that's, you know, he makes the trip to the Rams. They win the Super Bowl. So it's going to be about recruiting. It's going to be about how his health is. Talking to people in the organization, I've been told there's nothing that's been set up as of right now. Uh, I think that you'd want to bring him in. You'd want to look at the knee. And, the you know, he's eight, you know, eight months post-op right now. So, you know, Jay Glazer mentioned the Dallas Cowboys. He is a, a, a dear friend of Mike McCarthy and Stephen Jones. So when you start hearing guys like Ian Rappaport, Jay Glazer, Michael Irving, guys like that, and now Mike McCarthy talking about it, 
I would say that the that the Dallas Cowboys are likely in on this one. I they they are in on it. the The question is to what extent are they in on it? You mentioned Von Miller there. They were in on Von Miller to an extent, but it just it it wasn't for real because of they, they want the guy, and then it's that famous line for them at their price, at our price. You know that's that's one of their famous things that they can lean on. Like, well, yeah, you know we're interested in him at, at our price. And that's something that's cost them in negotiations before. Brian, I feel like one of the the areas where this team has has failed in their team in their roster building, which they've been really good at overall over the last decade or so. I think that one of the areas where they've failed at times is that they've prioritized a good bargain over a good player. Like they're more worried about getting good value than getting a good player here. And, and that's what I think has been frustrating for a lot of fans. It, do you think they've reached a mindset? Given that what they, they were aggressively pursuing Brandon Cooks, do you think they've reached a point here in the season with this team that they're like, they, they're going to blow through that mindset and say, we've just got to be involved in this. We've got to be all in to try and get Odell Beckham. If we're, if we're going to do yes. this. Yes, yes, yes. Because what happened was the owner general manager stood in front of you guys in a post-game press conference uh, outside the locker room against the Bears and yep. talked about going and getting a guy if it was the right deal. I mean, and I mean the right deal if it could help. You know, my personal experiences, and I know this was many, many years ago, was at Green Bay, we didn't need Andre Risen. And he got let go. He was in Cleveland, Jacksonville. He got let go. And he was on the street. We went and picked up Andre Risen on a, on a team that was heading for the Super Bowl. A team that was, you know, was going in the right direction, was winning games. Brett Favre, the defense, everything was going in the right direction. You go and get a guy. We went and got Andre Risen, and the games that he played in, we were eight no, including a Super Bowl where he caught a touchdown pass. So to me, that's that's the kind of thing that you need to think about. And I think Jerry Jones answered that question after that Bears game that would he be willing to step up and go and do something big in order to help his team? And by all means, this would be a big move for that month of December and then as you get into the playoffs. I think right now there's an argument to be made that from just a consistency standpoint and everything else, I I think you can make the argument CeeDee Lamb may be a better receiver than Odell Beckham at this point. But my question is, is CeeDee Lamb the playmaker that Odell Beckham is? I think CeeDee Lamb can be a better I don't when I think of CeeDee Lamb, I don't think playmaker. I, I don't think of I, I don't think of a playmaker in that sense. And I know we may be splitting hairs a little bit in terms of definitions, but I'm thinking about a guy who will make a big catch, who can make a big play, that can make your jaw drop, and, and can be a difference maker that, that teams have to account for. That's Odell Beckham. Whether Odell Beckham's playing as consistently well as CeeDee Lamb or not, he has something that he can tap into that I feel CeeDee Lamb does not. And that's something that none of these receivers on this team can tap into. And if you look at this and say, who are the real playmakers, like game breakers on this offense? I think it's like Tony Pollard probably, and that's a guy who they they don't want to really give more than 10 to 15 touches to. So to me, if you, if you want to make a difference, if you want to have a true playmaker on this team, go get Odell Beckham. You go get Odell Beckham because he'll go get the football. Who on this yep. team goes against the football? Who runs those dangerous inside routes and goes and snatches the ball on the fly and takes Don't off running? Yeah. I mean, CeeDee Lamb do that? No. Uh, you know, Michael Gallup? No. You know, Noah Brown? No. No, none of these guys do that. You haven't had a guy on that team that go and snatch a football since Des Bryant was here last. You know, that this goes flying across the middle. No one bodies are all over the place. Reaches his hands out. Doesn't let the defender get on behind him and knock the ball down. This guy's this guy's a bad ball catcher. That's what he is. You can throw the ball anywhere. This guy's catch radius is we've seen it firsthand. You know, Brandon Carr, he's seen it firsthand. We've seen this guy's catch radius. That's why he's a difference maker. Because when it gets tough and it gets tight, he will go get the football. And I don't know if you have guys like that on this team. That's why Jerry Jones and this Mike McCarthy, these guys are interested in this cat. And a lot of other teams are willing to are willing to make him a part of their team for what? Maybe two months, three months, maybe? Because he is a difference maker. That's why people still like this guy. 
He did it in the Super Bowl. This guy's a difference maker. Would you say that you remember last year to 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 draw an NBA analogy? You remember last year, uh, you know, it kind of felt like during the regular season anyway, it was the Suns in the Western Conference, and then the Dallas Mavericks here, they were grouped around with about six other Western Conference teams that you couldn't totally separate any one from the other. That's kind of how the NFC feels right now, that there's the Eagles, and then there's like a collection of NFC teams that are all pretty good that people I don't think feel like are that much better than each other. If the Cowboys were to go get Odell Beckham, do you think that elevates them past that group while still keeping them under the Eagles? Does that bring them even with the Eagles? Or do you think that makes them the best team in the NFC if they've got a healthy Odell Beckham? If they have a healthy Odell Beckham, it puts them right there step for step. I feel like the Eagles and the Cowboys are pretty similar. Their quarterback has played much better than I even thought he would. The biggest difference going into the season between Dallas and Philadelphia wasn't the rosters. It was the quarterback. In my opinion, I felt like you had the better one. Right now, we'll see. Their quarterback's playing at like an MVP level if you watch the way he's playing. He's not making mistakes. He's not turning the ball over. He's doing everything they're asking him to do. He's making plays when he has to. But they got some big-time playmakers. Now, I'll say this. You went toe-to-toe with them with a backup quarterback and three turnovers, and that game came down to a, a chance at the end. You know, that if you your defense gets a stop, you know, that final drive, then maybe you got a shot. But I adding Odell Beckham makes you it, it gives you it gives you the ability to to go after a strength of the Philadelphia Eagles, and that's their pass defense, and that's their secondary. That gives you a weapon against Slay and those guys that they have over there. If they, when you look at the idea of adding somebody like Odell Beckham, the Cowboys obviously moved on from Amari Cooper, didn't didn't work out. They're now, they're now having to look to supplement this in, in some way. So they're looking at this Odell Beckham situation. They were looking at Brandon Cooks. They were calling around about Jerry Judy. How difficult is it, do you think, for them to get a guy like Odell Beckham up to speed to be able to contribute within the offense in terms of getting the playbook down. Like, is this going to be one of these things where they add Odell Beckham and we see like 10 freaking snaps for the first three weeks he's here and they're going to try and tell us, well, yeah, he's a game changer and we like him, but look, we're, we're going to be limited in the ways that we can use him because he's got to get the, like, like, is that going to be a, a storyline? Or do you think Odell Beckham can effectively step in here and go route concepts or route concepts? I get it. I can get any sort of, you know, language down or anything else. It's just about learning terminology because uh, you remember, Amari Cooper stepped in here and was making an impact really quickly yeah. at the midway point of the season. Is that is that Odell Beckham? Amari Cooper's a really bright player. You know, you might think he's a little weird, strange, quirky, whatever you want. Very bright. Odell Beckham, football savvy, smart. Route trees are route trees. You know, numbers are numbers. Routes are routes. Line up here, run this. Line up here, run that. You know, wide receivers can pull this off. You know, we've seen it. We've seen look. You know, look what look what the guy's done down in Miami Hill. You know, changing teams, yeah. running routes there. I know he's been there really the whole year and stuff, but you know, receivers if they're good enough, they have no issues. They go in, they fit, they have no problems. You know, so I mean, it, it's just I mean, you know, Claypool. I was watching the Bears yesterday. Yeah. Made made some plays. It plays it, had an impact. McCaffrey had impact. Yeah, these yeah. guys. These players, they're, they they go in there, they learn, they have packages for them, and then they just keep adding stuff, adding stuff. And, you know, football in this day and age, though, is pretty natural to a lot. I mean, all of a sudden it's like ball snapped and you're running around and things break down. you got to find space. You find space. That's what they do. You're listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, Brian. So the Odell Beckham storyline, that's obviously the primary focus for Cowboys Nation right now. But there is a dramatic storyline as the Cowboys exit the bye. They are heading to Green Bay. It is Mike McCarthy's return, his his chance to reunite with his best friend, Aaron Rodgers, uh, a chance to catch a spiraling Packers football team. We're going to talk about that in depth here in just a second. Before we do, I need to say thank you so much to our wonderful partner here at Love of the Star, it's Boomer Jacks. You know, uh, if I had not been sitting on the couch and, and having to prep to host Sean and RJ uh, on 105.3 The Fan the other morning uh, or on Sunday, I would have been sitting right at Boomer Jacks and, and taking all the games in there because it is the best spot to take in the wall-to-wall TVs. They've got every game you can possibly imagine up in there. They've got live music. It's a wonderful spot. And Tuesdays and Wednesdays are the days I like going to Boomer Jacks the most. And you may be saying, why? There's not there's not really any games on Tuesday and Wednesday. I'll tell you why. It's because they're wing deals. Tuesdays, it's half-price bone-in wings. Wednesday, it's half-price boneless wings. And they have the coldest beer around. Ice cold. They got drink specials starting at $3. So anything that you're looking for, Boomer Jacks has it set up for you. 17 DFW locations. You can find yours by going to boomerjacks.com. That's boomerjacks.com. Brian, the the majority of Mike McCarthy's giant 21, 22-minute press conference today was focused, of course, on his return to Green Bay. We've got some cuts that uh, we can go through really quick before we uh, jump into the Packers themselves. Uh, first clip here, this is Mike McCarthy uh, talking about if he's if he's feeling any emotion, if, if he's a little emotional heading back into uh, his first game at Green Bay. Oh, emotional? Uh, no, I, I think really, I think it's just like anything in this league. You have to you have to get ready to, to go win. And, you know, that's really where my mind is as far as the game. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, I have great memories um, about about Green Bay and, you know, I've spent, spent a lot of time there. But, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm four years removed uh, from from working there. And um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to taking our team up there. And, you know, like I told them today in a team meeting that, you know, this is a this is a really cool place to compete. Um, so it's obviously, you know, uh, a lot like you know AT&T Stadium. I mean, we have a an unbelievable stadium that people enjoy coming to compete at, and it's uh, you know very similar up there. You know, obviously the history and tradition of Green Bay and Lambeau Field, and you know it's an experience that um, you know I want them to maximize. And but most importantly, we, you know we're going up there to win the game. Brian, you spent time with both organizations. I know Brad Sham, the voice of the Cowboys, asked. Uh, Mike today, when he thinks of Cowboys Packers, what's the first thing that comes to mind? And he didn't hesitate to spit out Ice Bowl. Uh, when you think of Cowboys Packers, what's the first thing that comes to mind for you? How many a- times I got my ass kicked by the Cowboys when I was in Green Bay? I mean, it. it, it I I'll, I'll tell a quick story. I remember we used to own San Francisco in the playoffs when I was in Green Bay. We win and then won a divisional game and at Candlestick. I had to go play a game in Dallas, the, the following championship game, the following week. 
And I remember walking by, everybody in the locker room at Candlestick was so excited, except Reggie White. And I looked at him, I said, Rev, what's going on? He goes, ah, it's, it's Cowboys, it's Eric Williams, it's all that stuff. You know, he, he wasn't excited because he knew. You know, he knew how hard it was to compete against the Dallas Cowboys uh, at that time, that those Super Bowl teams. And, you know, we, we tried so hard when I was in Green Bay the five years to catch up. We just could not draft. I mean, we drafted some really good players, signed some really good players, guys like Reggie White, traded for Brett Favre, all those things. But, man, when you talked Packers and Cowboys – it was, yeah, the Ice Bowl back in the day. And before that, they played a championship game at the Cotton Bowl that came down to the wire again. And so, yeah, I mean, it's it's a, a very historic rivalry. The Cowboys have always been a team under Landry that was going up. And then when, when Vince Lombardi left, the Packers were going down. And we were very fortunate we got to Green Bay in 92 that, uh, you know, Bob Harlan, the president of the team, gave us really a, an open checkbook to try and turn things around. And by signing Mike Holmgren and Ron Wolf and, you know, getting scouts you know, like John Snyder, John Dorsey, Reggie McKenzie, I mean, we, Ted Thompson, you know, just had a lot of really good football guys that were there that were a part of that. But when I think of Cowboys and Packers, I just think of personally, us get our ass handed to us every time we played the Cowboys. That was you, tough. That was you tough. Know, you said you uh, – I'm just curious. You said you uh, drafted some really good players there, but you guys can never catch up. What's the one pick you wish you could have over to try and get your team to catch up to the Cowboys? Well, there was – because they had drafted so well, you know, they picked guys like, the you know, Darren Woodson's. I mentioned Eric Williams, Larry Allen. I, I'll tell you this. I'll be honest. We sat in a meeting – and when Larry Allen came out, we were watching tape of Sonoma State, you know, just like little Sonoma State. And you're watching this guy just dominating. It's Larry Allen. And our medical doctors failed Larry Allen on the physical, like because he had a, a, a torn rotator cuff. And they weren't sure, you know, with an offensive lineman, was it always going to be a problem and all that? So they failed him on the physical and we didn't get a chance to draft him. And I'll never forget, every time we played the Cowboys, Ron Wolf, the general manager, would walk over to the team doctors and you say, and he'd say, you see that number 73 over there? He's going to kick our ass today. That guy is going to kill every one of our guys because we didn't draft him. He would remind the he was He was kind of trolling the doctors, but in a way he was also telling them, listen, don't F with me anymore on these players when they go on to have Hall of Fame careers like Larry Allen has. So if you want a player that we wish we had, we could have gotten, because, you know, I don't know how you didn't like a – I know Darren Woodson was another one. Dave Campo did a great job of convincing uh, Jimmy Johnson to draft Darren Woodson. We went, went, down, went down there to see Philippi Sparks at first and yeah. not his eye. Yeah, Dave, Dave, Dave knew what he was doing, you know. And so, yeah, that's – there's a lot of those players of overlap that they took. And then, you know, they had a couple of drafts, like their 95 draft, I think, was the one where they had really all special teams, you know. Kind yeah, and they're getting like Shante yeah. Carvers and yeah. Sherman Williams. Well, and- I'll, I'll tell you a real quick story about Shante Carver. And people don't know this about Shante Carver, but he was a uh, he uh, he was a chronic dipper. Like skull, <laughs> skull Copenhagen kind of dip. Yeah. And one of our scouts, John Math, God rest his soul, with the Packers, who's director of college scouting for us, he said, you know, Shante was a, a thin, linear built guy, long, rangy kind of guy. And uh, John said, uh, you know, they asked John out of, he goes, John goes, uh, he's never going to be able to put on weight. Never going to be able to put on any weight. We're all like, well, why? And he goes, he's a chronic dipper. And he go, I go, we all go, what? What do you mean a chronic dipper? He goes, Copenhagen, tobacco, chronic. And we're all like, what does that have to do with eating? He goes, his gums are bad. His teeth hurt him. He can't chew food. Oh, my gosh. That's scouting. That's that's scouting. That's That's, that's, that's the stuff that makes a difference. (laughs) John Matt said 
He will never be able to put on weight because his gums are bad and he won't eat. And sure enough, we, we had his tag like near the bottom of the board and just to kind of hold him there. And Dallas took him. I think when Dallas took him, what, the second round? No, they took him in the first, I think. Did they take him in the first round? I think it was like pick 24 or something. Was it? I, I can't remember exactly. I mean, I know I know one thing. I, I yeah, It might have been the first round. I remember Ron Wolf. The room went silent. When Dallas made 23 round one, 23. Okay. Thank you. When he went off the board, that was Pittsburgh took a safety or a linebacker from Weber state. That's, that's my second round guy. But, uh, but when he went, the room went silent and I'll never forget Ron Wolf go boys. I hope we're right about that guy. And sure enough though, it, it worked out for the, for the best for us. Uh, good stories. Good, good times. I hope you tell some of these on the pregame show this week, Brian. Uh, Mike McCarthy asked about his relationship with Aaron Rodgers, which we all know was very complicated, very complex and, and a little bit of a rough ending. But uh, here was Mike McCarthy on his relationship with Aaron Rodgers and, and going up against him for the first time. Really looking forward to seeing Aaron. Uh, we've had great communication. You know, I have, I have nothing but, you know, love and, and gratitude for him. Um, I, I think like anything and in life, I think personal relationships are, are private. I'm, you know, I'm gonna remember I was born in the '60s, so I'm, I'm, I'm being better at, you know, expressing myself publicly. And uh, so, but no, I, I um, you know, just a whole lot of appreciation, not only for him, but the players, the teams that we had there. I mean, we, you know, we had some, you know, great, great times, great moments. You know, uh, when I think of him, I think of the, all the one-on-one conversations we used to have, especially in the younger days. And uh, it always ended with a hug, and I love him. So, and that, that's when I think about our relationship. Um, you know, I, I think he made me a much better coach. I mean, you're talking about a man that's, you know, one of the premier professional athletes of his generation. You know, just the, you know, I spent the weekend watching him play uh, quarterback. He's still playing extremely high level. You know, just the fundamentals and just the way he plays. It's, um, you know, um, he he deserves all the accolades that he receives. Uh, but you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him. Boy, uh, I got to say, that was a very diplomatic answer, I think. Uh, I, I think that was a, a rosy answer to, to what ended up being a, a bit of a tense ending. But also, let's be honest here. Don't know how much Aaron Rodgers has still played at a very high level, especially if Mike's talking about what he saw this weekend. Because Aaron Rodgers and that Green Bay offense, my word, they are just they had a, a hell of a time trying to do anything against a, a really rough Lions defense this weekend. That's what absolutely scares me to death about playing them this weekend. Because every throw off his back foot, every fling in the ball into an area, every tip pass, you know, every red zone interception doesn't look like the same guy. I mean, if you were being really honest with yourself, there are passes he throws, it's like he's got money on the game. You know, and I know it's a terrible thing to say about a person, and I'm not saying he does. I please don't don't. No, no, no. You're 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 just using uh like, like a simile. I get it. Yeah, but and and somebody will take this and clip it, and you know, and it'll be oh, Rogers says, Broda says Rogers has money on the game. If you do that, I hope you go to hell uh, for doing that. But you know, to me, this this is a uh, he's made some throws that are just not characteristic of him. Just not characteristic. No, those interceptions in the red zone were not. Aaron that Rodgers. that pass they throw. He tried to throw to Bakhtiari that tackle delay. That you know, just that's what do you man? Come on, you can't throw the ball that soft. You know, and, and there's I. I want to say his given s meter looks really really low right now. You know, his body language is bad. It's, it's really, really bad. bad. If, if, but, if we saw Dak Prescott acting like that in a game, would we not be talking about that all week? Yeah. No, you're right. My biggest fear right now is this team is not going to lose six games in a row. Just not. That's I didn't think they'd lose five in a row. That's not my Especially fear. Right. No. Man, no. It's, I, I just my biggest thing is Dallas is so much better a football team than Green Bay right now. Green Bay is just not – and, gosh, the injuries. We now know Rashawn Gary is out. We'll talk more in depth about – previewing the Packers later this week. We'll get a chance to look at the tape a little bit, but you're talking about Rashawn Gary is now out for the season. Uh, big time pass rusher for them. They had five other players leave the field at some point. 
on Sunday with injuries. We're talking about corner Eric Stokes, Romeo Dobbs, the receiver, yeah. David Bakhtiari, Aaron Jones. They were just Christian Watson uh, left one point. I mean, they, they are just getting decimated by injuries. And so we talk about injuries and what seems like a, a, a building toxicity in that culture. That, man, that's some trouble. Yeah, and then that guy will find a way to beat you. He will. He will. Third 19. The only only time they've beaten Aaron Rodgers in recent history, though, was in Lambeau. Oh, yeah. It was Dak Prescott's first year, 2016. It it took a a, a lucky whitehead jet sweep on a third down play to keep a drive going. I I, I mean, that that was – That was David Irving's David David Irving. uh, I mean, yeah, David Irving had a Sam Williams game, or Sam Williams had a David Irving game, you know, when the number of plays he played in. I, it's this is not. I'm sorry, and I, I, I'm not being like a a guy that just used to work in Green Bay because I worked in both places. I grew up a Cowboy fan. I'm just saying this. This is not going to be an easy game. This is just not. They they're they're gonna there's going to be some pride on the line up there, you know. And nothing. It's it's like teams when you're having a bad year and you go and knock somebody off that you probably shouldn't have beat, you know. Everything should be pointing Dallas's direction, coming off a bye, Dak Prescott healthy and all that. I'd be glad to say I'm wrong about this. This game terrifies me. This game absolutely terrifies me for all the reasons that you just talked about previous to when when I was making this comment. Uh, Another comment from Mike McCarthy on the game. He he was asked about, uh, you know, going back, to Green Bay, what he he misses from the area. Got a little emotional, Brian, reflecting on his time in Green Bay, but asked just, you know, what he missed about, uh, you know, living and, and working in Green Bay. Shoot. Um, I think it's like anything, the people. And um, that's why I think it's been such a great transition for our family because our, our kids, um, you know, were obviously born there, raised there. But to come here in this experience, because, I mean, I mean, a lifestyle in Dallas, Texas is incredible. I mean, this has been an incredible incredible opportunity for us as a family but you know uh jessica was born there kids were born there <laughs> so people mr people yeah he's uh you know as as much as that's the human side of it and yeah. I, I think that as much as he wants to lock in and focus on this is just another game he's human it, it's going to be an emotional yeah. game for him yeah i mean i me personally, and I'm not trying to put myself in Mike McCarthy's shoes. It was my first opportunity to work in professional sports on my 27th birthday, December 12th, 1991 was my 27th birthday. And I showed up in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and I'd never been in Wisconsin in my life. I landed there. It was zero degrees. I've never felt more accepted by people who had no idea who I was, uh, guys and gals that went out of their way and that's you could go through the yearbook you could go through the press guide and you could still see a lot of the same people I still have that memory of the sound of the maintenance guys at four in the morning after a blizzard showing up and shoveling out my driveway with their truck at four in the morning they went around to every person and they, they got out and they shoveled everybody so everybody could get to work. That's what the maintenance guys did. They all had they all had snow plows on the front of their trucks. Mm. And they would come and you could hear them at four in the morning shoveling your driveway so you can get to work the next day. And that's that's what they that's how people they care about you up there. They really, really do. I lived I lived six minutes from the stadium and it was driving down Lombardi Avenue and Drive going to uh, you know going to eating a, a a burger at Kroll's place that had uh, these hamburgers. They took me to eat burgers there, and I'd never had a pat of butter on my burger before. I bit that burger, that pat of butter shot out the back, um, <laughs> and I was holding that burger away from. Me. I go, what was that? And they go, you never had bur- butter on your burger. I'm like, no, I haven't. Uh, you know, it's just it's an incredible place. If you ever have the opportunity to go. Go see a game there. If, even if you're not a, you know, if you're a Cowboy fan, but if you ever have a chance to go to Lambeau Field, go see a game there. It is the it. I, I real quick, Bobby. I know we're up against it here, but yeah, I used to at night, I, Saturday night, I had this tradition where I would walk outside. I'm sorry, I'm 
this, I, I know this is about Mike McCarthy, but I'm no, 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 no. This is, this is exactly what I asked you the question. For. I know, but I'm making it about me and my experience in Green Bay because <laughs> I'm trying to tell you his experience is exactly right. His yeah. experience is right. And so I'll, I'll never forget where our offices were connected to Lambeau Field. And uh, I used to be able to walk out the back door and I would walk right into uh, right into the stadium. You'd walk right in. And I'll never forget at night, like on a Saturday night, and I it would be just pitch dark. There'd be little, you see TV lights and stuff getting set up and stuff. But like snow would be falling, snow would be falling stuff. And you could walk out in that into that stadium, and I just stand there, and I swear to you, you could feel like the the ghosts or the spirit of the stadium. You felt it, like you felt like all the games, all the great games, all the great memories, and then the next day that stadium would be full with all those people that you you, you know like you, that were cheering for you and cared about you and stuff like that. It's one of the most unique places I've ever worked in my life and will ever work in my life. And I, again, I work for the Cowboys and that was a great experience in itself. I can't thank the Jones family enough for allowing me to do that. But that experience at Lambeau Field and working in Green Bay and living in Green Bay for five years was incredible. It really was. I see why Mike got very emotional about it. You're listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Stars and Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. All right, it is now time for our favorite part of every show. It's where we turn the microphone over to you, essentially. Uh, for the listener mailbag here, Brian, and I love doing this with you guys and, and hearing what you guys want to talk about and what you have to say. Before we do that, I want to say thank you once again to our wonderful partner here at Love the Star, Boomer Jacks. Uh, you know, it, it is a Monday night right here when we're recording this. I, I got to get up early on Tuesday, uh, fill in on the morning show on 105.3 The Fan, and there's nothing I'm looking forward to more on Tuesday than than getting a nap in the afternoon and then going to Boomer Jacks for those half-price bone-in wings. Wednesday, if you're a boneless wings fan, you can go Wednesday because they've got those half-price boneless wings. But honestly, Tuesday and Wednesday, I like to double them up because the wings are great whether they're bone-in or boneless. Uh, they've also got the coldest beer around, drink special starting at $3. Whatever type of atmosphere you're looking for, Boomer Jacks has he set up with wall-to-wall TVs, live music. Uh, the TV setup is fantastic there. they got 17 DFW locations. You can find yours by going to boomerjacks.com. That's boomerjacks.com. Brian, uh, first question here from outside the star. How prepared will the Cowboys be coming off a of bye week entering a game where the opponent is seemingly just trying to get off the mat? Does this feel like a trap game? Uh, you're going to see a team that's, you know, they're, yeah, they're fighting to, uh, they're fighting for respectability now. And they've got a guy who is a, you know, who is not playing his, his best. Uh, I'm sure he'll admit that. I'm sure he's very frustrated by the situation. Uh, there's injuries are starting to mount. I, I told you earlier, I worry a lot about this game. I really, really do. I don't think this is going to be an easy game. I wouldn't be surprised if Dallas lost this game. And, you know, trap game, you know, 
what are you trap game for what Minnesota the next week? No, I mean I I I I like your chances much better against the seven and one Minnesota team than I do this team just because of the quarterback, you know, just because of this guy and he he has a great history of playing against you and then he was asked about that the other day and he basically said it's a different year, different season, different teams. You could sense the frustration in his voice uh, that it's not going well. I was really worried that they were going to beat the Lions to get to four and five, and then the Cowboy game was going to mean something. Now that Minnesota has a four-game lead in that division, you know it's it's getting kind of tough, and you know their Green Bay's you know struggled really badly. But yeah, this is a uh, if Green if Dallas is not ready to play. This is this will be a this will be a struggle for them in this game. This will be a struggle. Question here from Jake. He says, I have to ask you guys how the locker room would be impacted by getting the guy like Odell Beckham Jr. I know he played wide receiver too well in LA, but how would Lamb react? Gallup, Brown, this team's chemistry is incredible. Could this be a factor in the front office being reluctant to make a splash move? I don't think that here's my thought on Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham earlier in his career. Was a and still is, but especially early in his career, was a very emotional player, and and that was probably one of his bigger weaknesses. Is you used to be able to kind of take him out of games. You could get him into his head, and he would become his own worst enemy. You you know you couldn't cover him at all on the football field, but if you could you could get between those ears of his and and and, and play on his emotions a little bit, he'd take himself out of the game sometimes. And so I think that he's grown from that. He's not nearly prone to those sorts of swings. But I don't think what you ever heard was that he was like a bad teammate or somebody that teammates didn't like or, or, or that was a bad chemistry fit. It was more just his own issues with, with staying locked in when he was a younger player. We're talking about 2014, 2015, 2016, not so much in recent history. Brian, I don't know what you think about that or, or, or how that reflects the conversations you've had with people that I know you have contacts with at LSU who know him very well. Uh, but I, I don't think he's a I don't think there's a chemistry concern with Odell Beckham. The guy just wants to win. That's all he's ever cared about is winning. And people take that the wrong way. They take it as being selfish and all. You're right about he gets emotionally involved. Uh, it bothers him not to have success. If you if you have a problem with Odell Beckham as a teammate, then that's probably going to be on you because he is one of those guys that now him, Jarvis Landry, they tried to point out the problems with Baker Mayfield. You know, they're telling you, like, were they right? They're absolutely yeah. right. So, you know, that's to me, I don't see a chemistry issue at all. I, I honestly give me as many guys that want to win as badly as he does, and I'll find a way to win. He, he, he was, he was part of a Super Bowl parade last year. Everybody thought he was a bad guy, this bad guy, that. All he did was go out there and bust his ass for the Rams, and they rewarded him. You know, I mean, he rewarded them with a Super Bowl by the way he played. I, I give me, give me these guys, give me every one of these guys that wants to win. Question here from Robert Kraft. That's Kraft with a C, not a K. This is not the uh, Patriots owner Brian. This is one of our loyal listeners. Uh, Robert asks, when can we expect to see James Washington? Uh, they are talking about getting the practice window open this week. Um, so that would start a, a 21 day window. So uh, you, you would pass no more than what three games, three more games. So we're looking at getting him back um, after the giants, maybe because uh, the yeah. giant, I'd say that after that, because you don't have to play the thing. You don't have to play a Thursday game after the Thanksgiving day game, which right. I, yeah. So, so la- is, you, yeah. You, you basically get him for the last six games of the year. Yeah. You get through the giants game. And then he's back. I think that's a reasonable expectation. I don't think they're in a big hurry to get him ready, to be honest with you. I don't either, but they are going to start the practice window. So they've got to sure. make some sort of a, a, sure. an addition sometime in the next three weeks if they do that. Sure. Uh, question from one of our uh, loyal ones, Dean Julia. It's supposed to be cold in Green Bay on Sunday. Not anything crazy, but in the 30s. I know you and I were just talking about that during the break. Beautiful uh, day. Figure out how freezing it was going to be for me out there. Uh, how do you think this offense will perform in the quote-unquote elements? Historically, Dak Prescott has struggled in cold-weather games. I know that became sort of a talking point last year, and some people tried to downplay it. But if you just look at the data, if it's under 50 degrees, he's not been great, typically. Now, now he played really well 
in what I think was uh, qualified as one of his cold weather performances last year at the end of the year against Philadelphia. Played really well when they put up 51 points against largely second teamers. But yeah, I, I think this is probably another game that we'll see if Ezekiel Elliott's fully ready, ready to come back. But this is probably a game where you're leaning on the running game a little bit just because, you know, it can be difficult to throw the ball in cold weather for them. The cold won't be the problem. The wind will be, though. Yeah, you it's know, supposed to be it, 13, 14 mile per hour winds. Yeah, out of if, if you get if you get like gusty winds, that's the problem. That stadium has uh, changed a lot over the years because they've added luxury boxes to it. It used to be just a bowl, and then basically some uh, the you know there were some boxes. They've really they've enclosed the whole thing. It used to be kind of open, so the wind would kind of whip around that place. But now that it's an enclosed, it's uh, it's not as bad. You just have to be. You just have to kind of be mindful of the grass because it's a very, very slippery field because what happens is that uh, overnight they, they have this ability to have these pipes and stuff under the field that they can regulate the temperature of the, of the grass and, you know, keep it. So you have to worry about it being soft at times in spots. Uh, that could be a problem. And then as the, as the sun goes down, which is a 325 game, it'll be completely down. So it'll almost be dark when they start playing this game. Uh, so that will be a problem because then that field turns into, uh, it gets very slippery, the grass, the sheen. You can see it on the field. I know teams have come in there and had problems with that before. But with uh, your ground game will travel. Uh, we'll see with the Packers if, what kind of run defense they have. The fact that you're able to kind of get your tight ends involved in the passing game, and I think is a really good thing. And I think you have to take advantage of the weather conditions when you're going, say, the direction with the wind or against the wind and be very mindful of that. Mike McCarthy's experience in that stadium, I think, will absolutely help you in what you need to do. Last question here from Gordon Martinez. I think this is the best question of the day, Brian. Best way to recover from the flu? That's crazy because, (laughs) man, I'll try it. Seriously. Uh, right now, I'm like, as we're talking here, I'm just sweating profusely, believe it or not. Uh, I'm slamming orange juice. I found that, like, this this NyQuil, DayQuil, the severe, oh. the severe, I, I, that's, I, that, ibuprofen. I mean, I'm trying, I'm trying everything. It, it's finally, I was terrible on Saturday. I couldn't have done this show on Saturday. But today, I feel good. I feel like I'll be ready tomorrow. But, yeah, it's uh, just a lot of laying around and a lot of taking medicine every six hours and just hope it, uh, hope it gets, uh, gets out of you. Well, we're glad you're feeling better. Uh, we will have two more podcasts for you guys this week. Dive a little bit more into the film on these, uh, on, on these Packers and uh, get into that a little bit. Uh, for Brian Broaddus, I'm Bobby Belt. We will talk to you guys again later this week.